Hi there, my name is Maddie Miles. I am a board-certified integrative health practitioner, clinical herbalist, women's health practitioner, and founder of Peace Love Hormones. Our mission is to educate and empower women to take back control of their menstrual and overall health through our educational platforms and organic herbal supplements, which I formulate myself alongside my incredible team of herbalists, naturopaths, traditional Chinese medicine practitioners, and doctors. And welcome to our amazing podcast show where we will uncover why your health may be struggling and how to heal your hormones and optimize the health of your entire mind and body naturally. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to another Peace Love Hormones podcast. It is me, Maddie Miles, founder of Peace Love Hormones and the host of this podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here with us today. We are going to be talking about women's menstrual cycles, also known as ovulatory cycles, also known as scientifically the infradian rhythm, a biorhythm that females have that really govern everything when it comes to our overall emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical health. We'll also be talking about neural health, about our brain and our cognitive health, because that is incredibly important. And believe it or not, although if you've been listening to my podcast for a while and following me for a while, you probably will believe this, but our hormones have a profound impact on our cognitive and brain health. So really hormones are just these chemical messengers that more or less play a role. They have a role in all of the systems and functions of the body. And so that's why we're going to be talking about this today. That's why we always pretty much bring everything back to hormones, to our cycles, to our fertility, because our cycles are so much more than just having a period and not having a period. And our fertility is so much more than just trying to get pregnant. Our fertility is is everything when it comes to our hormone health and and just to our overall health as females, as female beings. So I'm very excited to get into today's episode. Before we do, we are going to, as per usual, read the most recent review for Soothe. If you are new here, I will quickly explain what Soothe is. Soothe is my first, but not my only, not anymore. Uh, my first organic herbal remedy that I uh, formulated with my incredible team over in California. And it's all organic, it's all natural, and it is for hormone and cycle regulation. So this is for my ladies coming off of hormonal contraceptive, whether that be the mini pill, the combo pill, the hormonal IUD, or the copper IUD, or perhaps you've never been on hormonal contraceptive, or you have, but it was years and years ago. Either way, if you need help with regulating your hormones and regulating your menstrual cycle and improving your overall health, improving your skin, reducing PMS to literally zero, reducing the breast pain, the cystic acne, the cramps, the heavy periods, etc., or the absent periods or the irregular periods, really irregular ovulation, and that just throws your whole entire cycle off, including your period, then Soothe is for you. So I'm going to read a Soothe review. Maybe we'll also read a sleepy review, which is for the nervous system and for your sleep. 
If you haven't listened to my podcast episodes on the importance of sleep, please go listen to those episodes after you listen to this incredible episode because sleep is everything. It is when we truly heal. It is when we have and perform the bulk of our waste removal, our cellular detoxification and repair. So it's incredibly important and sleepy will help with that and will also support your nervous system and our nervous system. Again, <laughs> we need a healthy nervous system in order to be able to have that balance between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic parts of our nervous system. That harmony, that equilibrium will result in overall health and yes, including your hormone health, healthy periods, healthy skin, healthy digestion, gut, liver detoxification, liver, all the things. <laughs> um, health is very fun. It's, it's natural medicine. It's just, it's so fun because everything is connected. So it's like, it's truly like the infinity sign. So whenever someone is dealing with something, it's just, I imagine it as like one point on the infinity sign, but we have to make sure everything else is working in harmony and running smoothly so that there are no bumps in that infinity sign. There's no bumps in the road. There's no bumps in your health. Kristen T is the most recent review in the title of it says, what period? Question mark, exclamation point. This is my second menstrual cycle since starting Soothe and I keep forgetting I'm on it. All of my usual symptoms have gone away. I have PCOS and both cycles have been 28 days. So glad I found this before starting Metformin. Game changer. Thanks, Maddie. Ah, that makes me very happy. In full honesty, I actually did read this one earlier today. Um, cause it's just one of my favorite things to do is to go over and read the reviews for Soothe, for Bitters, for Sleepy. And this just brought a huge smile to my face. And I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for everyone. I must always mention I'm not surprised, but I am very happy. <laughs> okay. Let's go over to Sleepy. I don't think I've ever read a review for Sleepy, which is crazy. I need to do that. So Maria wrote, I never leave reviews. Dot, dot, dot. Hello. Okay. I never leave reviews, but just in case somebody is on the fence. I tried everything for sleep. I had horrible insomnia from the age of 13. Nothing could help consistently. I take Unisom and I would feel terrible the next day. But this, I take it an hour before I go to bed and I am out in 10 minutes. I don't wake up in the middle of the night anymore. If you feel like you will never get a good night of sleep, do yourself a favor and try this. It is expensive, but make room in your budget if you can. I am a broke college student. I was never able to give up on my caffeine addiction when I started sleeping well with this. I've been using it for a few months now, and I will never go back. My energy is up, and my stress level is down with the ashwagandha. Plus, the customer service is the best in the business. Maddie is the sweetest. Her goal is to help women. She is truly changing so many lives through this company. Oh my goodness, that is so sweet. And also, for anyone who hasn't hopped over to the website, it, it's not outrageously priced. For this type of market, for 100% natural, organic herbs that have been grown, harvested, wildcrafted at the highest quality could easily be like $100 for a month worth of sleeps. And this one is just $43. So but I totally understand and respect that we all are uh, living very different lives and we have different thresholds of like what is and is not expensive. Also, Maria is in college. I totally feel you. <laughs> I totally feel those days. So anyway, I'm just so grateful that you that you put your health first because there's always room that we can make in our life when it comes to, you know, a tincture that's 
$40. There's always some things that we can shift around so that we can consume herbal medicine, especially like high quality herbal medicine that's going to leave you feeling amazing. In Maria's case, hopefully this is allowing her to show up better for school, better for work, better for her friendships and her relationships. And gosh, I feel like I should have a podcast episode about this and even have one of my friends on who's, she's like a financial coach, business coach, but she's all about like money is this like continuous energy. Like you give, you, you take, or you receive, I should say. So you give and you receive and it's just this beautiful flow. And anyway, she has a beautiful perception and outlook on it. And, and my outlook, to be quite honest, has always been like, if it's for my health, it's worth it. Investing in your health now so that you don't have to spend a ton of money down the line. Um, and it's not even just about money. I mean, it's just feeling crappy at all. Like feeling sick and unwell is... I mean, I would pay any amount to not feel how I did ever again. And I, I too, Maria, suffered with insomnia. So I totally feel for you and for any listeners who suffer with sleep issues. Oh my goodness, it is brutal. It's brutal. And then, I mean, I went through sleep studies and to sleep clinics. I was prescribed Ambien and just terrible, terrible medications. And thank goodness I saw this integrative um, neurologist when I did, and we did a brain scan, a QEEG brain scan. I mean, and I will never forget this, but he told me and looked at me like dead in the eyes and said, Maddie, I would rather have you sleep very little every single night than to air quote sleep that's been induced by Ambien or a medication. It's deteriorating your brain. Your brain should just not look like this at the time I was, you know, 19 years old. And he's like, your brain should not look like this. So thank goodness for <laughs> everything else that I've been able to do since then to reverse that damage and to support my brain and all of the ways. Because that was very scary to hear, especially as a 19 year old. I think one of like my biggest fears is like losing my memory. And, and it's much more than memory. I mean, if our brain is deteriorating, I mean, our brain is our, our master master organ, right? Like it's helping to modulate all of the processes and the systems of the body. So if our brain health is gone, I mean, it's only a matter of time before the entire body it just shuts down. So it, just to conclude, thank you, Maria. Thank you, everyone, to everyone who's written a review because it makes my day. It makes everything that I do so much more worth it. I love to know how the herbs are working for you all. So thank you from with all of my heart, <laughs> from the bottom to the top of my heart. Thank you. Okay. So let's get into women's neural health and just our overall hormones and our cycles. I have received a handful of messages on Instagram. Also, I feel like whenever I post one of those question boxes on my stories, asking what type of content you all want to see, I always get a handful of messages just asking for me to break down cycle syncing. And I have a lot of resources on that, but I feel like all of my episodes on cycle syncing are from years ago. So I am a firm believer that things should always be updated and in can always be improved. So I want to talk about that again. And this is going to be part one of part two because I want to educate on how to track your cycle and how to live with your cycle. I actually recorded an episode on the symptothermal method, which is cycle tracking. It's a very specific method of the fertility awareness method that I use that has the highest efficacy rate. So go check that out. I actually recorded that over the summer with my friend, Dr. Mona. 
So go listen to that one if you want to start tracking your cycle, tracking your BBT, pinpointing ovulation, all of the things. Cycle syncing or cycle living in harmony with your cycle, more to say, is just switching up your foods and your exercises and how you live your life in like a personal and in a business way. Before I explain how to do that, I think that it's incredibly important to just explain what is going on on a physiological level throughout our cycle. So like what is going on throughout those 21 to 31 days or 35 days that we are cycling, what's going on? (laughs) Because that gives us all, number one, a lot more insight into our body, into our cycles, just how everything works. But also then it just makes sense as to why we adopt certain practices of nutrition, of movement, of meditation, of self-care, of sex, of play, of all of these things. It, It just makes so much more sense. And I've heard a lot of women at least say, it's really hard to memorize everything that I'm supposed to do throughout my cycle. It shouldn't be something that you have to memorize or not. It should just be something that's very innate and you should be able to use your intuition. And so my goal with this episode is that you leave with that. And you may need to listen to this episode more than once and that's totally okay. I am... I'm definitely more of like a visual learner and I learn by doing things as well, which is why I absolutely have loved all of my clinicals because I love being in another doctor's office. Um, I've, I've always been with herbalist and naturopath doctors, but I love being with them and really like hands-on learning. So if this podcast episode, you know, if you need a little bit more than this, listen to it more than once or write notes the second time around, you can pause me, you can rewind me, you can do all the things. So just do whatever you need. Hey queen, if you're struggling with some monthly PMS, then it sounds like your hormones need some loving. And as you know, I am the founder of Soothe, an all-natural herbal supplement that I want to give you a special discount code on because I'm so grateful for you listening to my podcast. So use code all lowercase podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T on your purchase of Soothe. I'll also link it up in the show notes so you guys can just head over there, click the link, be led to the Peaceful Hormones website, and make sure that you're using the right code to save you some moolah. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. Love you. I'm going to start off with saying, and I may sound like a broken record because I've said this before, but women are very misunderstood and misguided when it comes to research, medicine, and health. Yes, I said health. Even these natural health studies, the things that seem very harmless, perhaps, such as intermittent fasting is a big one, or all of these fad, trendy diets that have uh, usually more or less an extreme approach to eating and nutrition, a lot of these things have also been studied predominantly on male animals or human males. So we all know this by now. (laughs) Some of us are still coming around to this idea, which is kind of mind-boggling to me, but Males and females are very, very different. So males have this lovely circadian clock, which is why I'll use an example for my boyfriend, Braxton, who I love so dearly. If he sleeps well, 
The night before, he feels great the next day. He feels energized. He's able to get in a great workout. He perhaps even wants to stay up a little bit later. He feels very in the mood for play and for love. And if he gets a little bit of sleep, let's say we're traveling and we get like four hours of sleep, his whole entire system is just really low that day. There's like a little like mini insight into the male physiology. There are like their sex hormones, their steroid hormones, their stress hormones, everything cycles on that 24-hour clock, also known as the circadian rhythm. So that's their main governing biorhythm. Females, on the other hand, we have a lovely second clock during our reproductive years, but there's also studies that show an... uh, Regardless of the studies, women straight up just experience, even when they're going through perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause, they experience these cycles still. The science hasn't quite helped us to understand why a lot of us cycle with the moon, um, but we all have our own intuitions or ideologies on why that may be, and I think all of them are beautiful, so embrace that, whatever feels best for you. But it, I mean, it, it is a thing, like Woman, even my mom, who's not cycling anymore, she still has a cycle. And I mean, it makes sense, right? Because even if you've had your uterus removed, our physiology is built that way. It's built to have the cycle. So the second internal biorhythm is called the infradian rhythm. And that is why even if we slept eight to nine hours, the night before, depending on where we're at in our cycle, if we're at our you know later luteal phase or while we're on our period, while our hormones are at their lowest and therefore our ATP production is at its lowest, which is our energy, then we're not going to be feeling the best. We're still not, you know, I mean, again, bio-individuality, everyone's different, but more or less, we won't want to stay out late that following night or go out to a party or a concert. Um, we may not be feeling very sexy, like like we want to, you know, make love and do all of that. Like we may just really want to go inwards and reflect and journal and kind of be by ourselves. And that is totally okay and normal and healthy because our chemical messengers, our hormones, the way that they're firing, it also, I mean, it, it lowers our excitatory neurotransmitters. So our mood is a little bit lower. Our energy is a little bit lower. It only makes sense that no matter how much we slept the night before, we still want to be a little bit more mellow. And that is like a little insight into how women and men are different. And of course, as females, we still cycle on the circadian rhythm. You know, our digestion is impacted by both the circadian rhythm and by our infradian rhythm. So on um, a, a shorter, more like acute view, our digestion is of course impacted by our sleep and our wake schedule. But also our digestion, our metabolism, and everything else is also governed by our infradian rhythm. And during the first half of our cycle, for example, we are more, we're better able to digest fats. And the later half of our cycle, we are better able to digest carbohydrates. We're more like carbohydrate reliant. So anyway, it's incredible. It's remarkable. Let's go through, we will go through the four phases. I also want to explain why women are not often test studies in these, in these research studies, even if they're natural medicine, right? Even if it's about something, you know, that's all natural, such as intermittent fasting or nutrition, considered risky test subjects. So that's why we're not we're not used a lot in, in research studies, unfortunately. And a few reasons why we're considered risky is because more or less we can become pregnant at any time, but more so because 
physiologically speaking, we're complex. And it's because our hormones and these biomarkers that we have, such as our, our resting heart rate and our heart rate variability, our metabolism, all these things are shifting throughout our cycle. So we are just seen as risky. It doesn't mean that that's okay. We still need accurate, adequate representation and studies because women are not getting any healthier. And that's just the sad truth. We are not getting any healthier, statistically speaking. So we need more representation. And if anyone knows what I could do more so than what I'm already doing to get more accurate representation, please let me know. I feel like I've exhausted all things. And of course, I'm still trying. But Some more historical information is that in 1977, the FDA formally banned all women of childbearing potential from all clinical research. And although this was overturned in 1993, the damage is still being experienced today and women are just still not included as much as we should be. I have a friend actually who she went through her entire doctoral study and didn't take one class on female physiology. Isn't that just insane? I I still am like shook at it, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the programs, the, the schools that I was in, I actually did have a handful of doctors in there, which I mean, bravo for them. I mean, they've already spent so much time and money basically, you know, being indoctrinated in a whole other type of medicine, but they realized that there was more and they wanted to be able to contribute more to people's health. So they came over and it was very fun to get to be classmates with them and to study with them. We have many hormones (laughs) going on in our body, but our physiology is mostly based on estrogen and progesterone, both of which shift greatly during our cycle, also known as the infradian rhythm, which is one of our internal biorhythms. And so you know, many things are shifting throughout our cycle. And I mentioned them before, but I'll go again. Our heart rate variability is changing. Our cognition, our nervous system, our cardiovascular system, circulatory systems, everything. So let's get into these four phases. They're split up into four phases. Sometimes you'll hear people refer to them as just halves. There's like the first half of the cycle. There's the second half. I get it. I understand. But I also, I feel like it does uh, our hormones a, a disservice because there are actually really crucial shifts. Like I don't think that our period should be grouped with our follicular phase because our period where everything's kind of low versus follicular where estrogen is starting to ramp up and then you approach the end of the follicular phase and then estrogen, testosterone, follicle stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone, all of these things are, are on the rise to their peak. So I just think that it, it just makes more sense for there to be four phases. And I'm by no means the only one who thinks this. (laughs) Okay, so first phase is menstrual phase, our period. And again, our cycles are so much more than just, oh, we're on our period or we're not on our period. We are four different human beings throughout our cycle, physiologically speaking. And menstrual, the period, is really marked by low estrogen levels and low progesterone levels. And estrogen is just an incredible hormone and has so many benefits to her. But I I want to mention how she is linked with our metabolic function. So when we're on our period, because our estrogen is lower, so is our metabolic function. So this slows down a little bit along with ATP, which, you know, basically explains why we experience a little bit less energy when we're on our period as well. 
Also, we experience lower levels of excitatory and mood neurotransmitters such as norepinephrine, glutamate, epinephrine, serotonin, and dopamine, which makes so much sense. I mean, our bodies are just so wonderful, so incredible in so many ways, but you know, it literally wants us to slow down. Like, everything in our bodies, like just slow it down, sister. Like just for these few days, every single month, at the very least, take things slower. We are going to lower your energy and we're going to lower your mood. So you just can take care of yourself. And, you know, again, like this short window of the month of your cycle, you're not overcommitting yourself to plans. You're not being very social. You are able to biohack your health, your cognitive health, your overall health in your relationships in your entire life because you're just going a little bit slower and it's beautiful. I think so. What else do I want to mention about this phase? We have heightened cognitive empathy, aka intuition. So our intuition is so much deeper and stronger during this phase. And uh, we have a lot of hormone receptors in the female brain for estrogen and progesterone, especially in key areas of the brain involved in decision-making, emotional intelligence, memory consolidation, which would be the hippocampus, hypothalamus, and prefrontal cortex. So uh, there are just so many beautiful things going on during our period. And unfortunately, not all of us enjoy our periods. If you hop over to my website and you read the Soothe reviews, you'll see that everyone who's taken Soothe now loves their period and is more often than not surprised when she actually comes because they just didn't experience any of those PMS symptoms during their lydial phase that they perhaps used to. So anyway, because of the lower levels of estrogen and progesterone and because of all the processes and systems that estrogen and progesterone are involved with, things just really slow down internally in our bodies and in our minds during our periods. And that's a perfect opportunity to slow things down on the outside and slow things down in your life. The second phase is the follicular phase. And estrogen is rising to a peak throughout this entire phase. And with her, metabolic function ramps up. We experience more energy thanks to more ATP production. We experience mood-boosting neurochemicals. We start to feel a little bit more social. Our cognitive task-based abilities switch to strategic and navigational focus. So use this in your business to support your, you know, your performance at work. Um, also, if you want to plan a trip, this is a great time to be planning trips. And I do it very often. Our emotional intelligence also heightens. Also, I want to mention going back to, I was speaking about work before, whether you own your own business or not, this is the time to really step into your role and to your ability to be a leader and to manage because your ability to manage and lead groups and and humans is heightened during this time. And then I do want to explain too that reportedly 200% more women than men report feeling burnt out, which is an absurdly high number, but it's because we're expected to work the same every single day in and out. And that just doesn't make any sense because we're not the same human every single day. And especially when you consider, you know, how we're working on the inside between not just each day, but on a slightly larger scale between each phase, it just makes no sense that we're expected to continue to do the same exact thing every single day. And honestly, understanding my cycle, understanding my physiology has given me so much more love and self-grace and acceptance for myself because now I understand why some days I want to 
do a bunch of research and I want to create content and I want to record podcasts. And then there are other parts of my cycle where I don't want to do any of that. Like I literally just want to wake up after nine hours of sleep. I want to go on a hike with my friend <laughs> or, or Braxton or just by myself outside. I want to be outside all day. I want to soak in the sun. I want to read a book. I want to take naps. Like that's what I want to do. Anyway, it just, it makes sense. And once you understand yourself, you can actually love yourself too and give yourself what you need. <laughs> so of course, like, you know, there are still things that I need to do for work throughout my entire cycle, but I know when I'm pushing it and I know what type of task to do depending on the phase that I'm in. So creation, I really try to save that for my more creative phases, the follicular and ovulatory phase. Whereas like going through contracts and signing things and formulation, like a lot of those things I actually like to do when I'm in my luteal phase. I like to get cozy with a cup of warm tea and some comfy clothes and just sit in my office and work on that. So anyway, it, it just... I, I've met so many women too, who we joke around of like, we would have finished our studies years faster if we just knew how to, like when we should study, when we should be out and be social and be sharing with the world and connecting with people and when we should do more paperwork and more Excel and that type of work throughout our cycle. Okay, the third phase, which is really kind of a, it's a very brief, short phase. It's more like a little transition than it is a phase, but it is a switch from our parasympathetic to our sympathetic nervous system. So we're in our parasympathetic nervous system when we are in our period and follicular, and then we're switching to a more sympathetic nervous system. Also, the ovulatory phase, that part of our cycle is marked by the highest levels of estrogen, testosterone, luteinizing hormone, and follicle-stimulating hormone. We also experience our highest stress capacity, which is why some of us can, not that we should be doing this, but we can feel a little bit better on a little bit less sleep. Our desire, our cravings for food is sometimes a little bit lower than it usually is. It's definitely not a phase that's known to be like the, oh my gosh, I'm hungry all the time. Uh, that is definitely more so like the luteal phase and we'll explain why. But um, we just have a higher stress resiliency, higher stress capacity during this time. We also have an incredible amount of energy and ATP production this is when we are most charismatic and social. It's truly our cognitive superpower. And of course, this is when we are fertile. The fourth phase, luteal phase. Um, my sweet friend, uh, who I really love her work, and she's a neurologist, she calls this the brainy phase because our brain literally grows in size during this phase, which is so cool. And progesterone is the star of the show. Progesterone increases BDNF, which is brain drive neurotrophic factor, which increases neuroplasticity and neurogenesis. So this is really a great time to, to build new habits, to also release things that are no longer serving you. All of that is usually best done when you're on your period. But this is really the time to, yeah, just pick up new hobbies to learn and to retain that information really easily. GABA also increases, which supports memory consolidation and quality sleep. We also have a higher verbal acuity during this time. It is so much easier for us to learn. And I love to do my research during this time. I just I retain the information so much more easier. I feel like during other times of my cycle, I I'm having to like reread things over and over again because I'm like, wait, what did I just read? These 14 days, I'm like a research wizard 
<laughs> our body and our nervous systems are ramping up. That is not in correlation to progesterone rising. It does make sense though why self-care is so important during this time and why complex carbohydrates are super important. The higher stress and sympathetic definitely leaves us a little bit more nutrient depleted and we do not want to be nutrient depleted ever, but especially as women as we're approaching our periods. So really supporting our nervous systems with that cortisol cutting complex carbohydrates hydrates, sweet potatoes, grains, legumes, starchy vegetables, all things. And also we need slightly more food during this phase too. Again, like our, our nervous system is working harder. We, we just need more nutrition and our respiration rate increases, our resting heart rate increases. So giving yourself the fuel that it needs, listen to yourself, your intuition is the most powerful. I already mentioned that our caloric needs increase. Uh, this not only supports our bioenergetic needs, because again, we need to support that energy, but it also supports our hormone production, especially when we're talking about real food, whole foods, quality, organic, local, and possible. So that is the lovely luteal phase. It's the longest phase. It's 10 to 14 days. Shouldn't be any shorter than that, or else there's a progesterone deficiency, and it shouldn't be any longer unless you are one or two things, not cycling or um, pregnant. Really, I feel like that's all I want to mention about the four phases and I'll leave us here for right now and I'll create another podcast episode to really talk like kind of more in depth of the types of foods that you should be eating. But I do just want to mention like really quickly in terms of nutrition, the first half of our cycle, although it is known as the time where we don't need as many calories, it's a lower caloric needs, we still need food and we need ample amounts of food. We are still functioning human beings. We need to fuel our brain. We need to fuel our body. We need to fuel everything. So but however, it is that time of higher fat metabolism and higher insulin sensitivity, whereas the second half, we need more calories, we need more carbs. Fasting would be so detrimental in that second half of the cycle. And even so, I don't recommend intermittent, intermittent fasting longer than an overnight 12 to 14 hours, even when you're in your follicular phase, unless you are a pro, you know all of the potential downsides to it and you're working with a professional. We're also more sensitive to cortisol in the second half, which can wonk our blood sugar out of control. So our second half is very important. Again, this is always important throughout our cycle, but it's very important during the second half of our cycle to eat very blood sugar balancing meals, making sure that we have protein at every single meal, healthy fats, complex carbohydrates that are high in fiber. This is all to say we are such incredible human beings and we really have to go inward and be in tune with what our body needs, with what our mind needs, with it, what we need at that given time of that day, of that phase, of that cycle that we are in. We really can't trust what the scientific community says because a lot of it is not studied on us. So always take everything with a grain of potassium <laughs> and, you know, take what resonates with you, try it. If it works for you, keep it. Also know that, you know, doing something that may work for you during your follicular phase is probably not going to work for you later on in your cycle. So again, we can get into some more like specifics in terms of nutrition. And of course, they'll all just be kind of general guidelines because yeah, you're, you're just a very unique human. Like I'm talking to each and every one of you, you are all beautifully unique and your cycle is unique. And I did give a lot of, I feel like this episode was so jam-packed and I really recommend that you go and kind of listen to it again and listen for some key hormones and neurotransmitters that are rising and lowering during 
different phases of our cycle. But just know that we should always be fueling ourselves on a nutrition standpoint, herbal medicine, meditation. I mean, just taking things slower, but also moving our bodies and being social. Like we should have all of these things in balance. Nothing to the extreme. That's like my mantra is anything to the extreme in excess is just inherently not going to be great for us. But if you take these, you know, self-love principles and these nutrition tips and you consume herbal medicine and you do all these things, you know, you're, you're just supporting yourself. And at the end of the day, we want to be healthy, not just now, but in the long term. We want to live long, healthy lives. <sighs> And that's what I'm here to help you all do. (laughs) So thank you all for listening. And if you have any questions for me, topic recommendations, feel free to shoot me an email or even better, a message on Instagram. And me or someone from my team will get back to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And until next time, peace, love, hormones. Hi, lovebugs. Thank you so much with all of my heart for tuning in to another Peace Love Hormones podcast episode. If you feel inclined to do so, please give us a rating and even leave a comment review would be so helpful or sharing on Instagram or sending me a message, any of the above. I love it all and appreciate every single one of you. And don't forget to use code podcast, all lowercase podcast on your order of Soothe or any of the items available for purchase on the Peace Love Hormones website. And also don't forget to sign up for text and email reminders. Much love, Maddie.